Welcome everyone. I am so glad that you could join me for episode 15 of A General Good Time. I want to welcome each and every one of you into this space and I am beyond excited and grateful to have you all present in this moment with me. With that being said, I wanted to introduce this week's topic. As the title suggests, we will be exploring burnout and other mental health issues. But before we dive into that, I just want to give a couple of quick updates. I wanted to first say thank you so, so much to all of you all for continuing to tune in. I know, I hope it's not super excessive, but I really, really, really would not have a platform had it not been for all of your support so i want to say thank you we actually just passed a thousand plays which i think is crazy i don't think that i ever would have imagined that like 10 people let alone like it's been played like a thousand times you know and so just the fact that people actually care to listen to some of my thoughts or just what i'm interested in really means a lot to me so i really want to say that I also want to say, give a special shout out and thank you to Daisy and Sarah who have organized a birthday party for me, um, a celebration, and also just to the group who all chipped in to get me a new podcast mic. Unfortunately, I am not using it in this current episode. I actually need to get a couple of other mixers and audio equipment in order to get the perfect sound because that is a high quality mic that i've been wanting for a while so stay tuned maybe once i actually record with that mic uh you all will hear the difference so special thank you to daisy sarah eli megan alice the rest of the folks uh who chipped in i really 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 appreciate it it means a lot to me and you all are the best with that out of the way i also want to give a sneak preview of a couple of upcoming content that's coming up. If you all didn't know, my favorite season is fall. So I really want to cover some topics all throughout the month of October. So my goal is to post at least once a week because I not only love fall, Halloween is one of my favorite holidays and I just love like scary stories like spooky season is my one of my favorite seasons and so i just love the festivities of that and so i definitely want to create some content gearing around that no promises though uh i will try my best to post at least once a week that is my goal so hopefully i can have some content for you all anyways to go back to the topic this episode i really wanted to talk about burnout so Before I even go into the official definition of burnout, I wanted to give a special thank you to my friends for responding on Instagram. So I put a story up asking about what are some signs for burnout? And I was really curious to hear what other people's signs of burnout is because I know it varies depending on the person. And so I got a couple of responses and I want to give a special thank you to those who responded. I asked, what are some signs of burnout? And... My sister said procrastination, and I agree. I think procrastination is a big sign of burnout, and I feel like it tends to get overlooked a lot because, you know, I feel like people tend to think that, oh, procrastination is just like, oh, like you're lazy or something like that, but I don't always think that that's the case. Kelly wrote that not looking forward to one-on-one with managers or getting anxious about it. Oh, I feel that sometimes what may be easily overlooked too with burnout is that, you know, you may just not not only are you not looking forward to it it just 
that anxiety that you're feeling right and maybe it just doesn't go away right it's one thing to be nervous in your role when you're first starting but it's another thing to maybe be like more established in your role but still feeling anxious and not looking forward to things like that definitely is a good call out julianne wrote feeling fatigued and unmotivated definitely marati wrote not enough pto time that can make you feel irritated lack of focus no motivation bex wrote dreading a task and your work that used to be fun oh that is a great one so usually a sign of burnout is maybe things that originally you know were something that brought you joy or something that was fun for you but over time it's become something that you've dread or it's just something that isn't fruitful for you anymore I think Lynchy wrote one of her responses to burnout is that when she noticed that when she's feeling burnt out she tends to on impulse uh you know maybe go shopping or do that kind of stuff just to kind of mitigate some of those feelings that come out with burnout and i definitely understand that sometimes you have to treat yourself you know i'm not saying that that's you know a bad thing and i'm not shaming her for doing that like i think that that's so real if anything i just feel like it speaks to a larger culture of like what is the appropriate response to burnout and like how do you adjust that right and amy finally amy wrote that signs of burnout for her is that when you don't even want to do things that you like anymore because of no more energy or disconnecting from your work and having anxiety when you're actually working so these are things that i um i really want to highlight amy's point about not even wanting to do things that you like anymore because you don't have the energy to do so so i think that that's a really you know important point to make because when you're thinking about burnout i feel like burnout in the media has largely been tied to workplace culture and employment and stuff but i don't always think that that's where burnout is the only way that you're impacted right it's not that you can really just detach yourself from your workplace i mean arguably that's what a work-life balance is for but i think that it might be harder especially when your work is now bleeding into your personal life and it's harder and harder that when you're feeling burnt out it's harder to make that separation it's harder to prioritize yourself and your needs when you are feeling so overwhelmed and so tired i want to highlight this article on healthline titled a guide to burnout this was published originally in 2019 and it gives a kind of good overview about what burnout is and some of the ways to identify and even prevent burnout according to healthline burnout is a state of mental and physical exhaustion that can zap the joy out of your career friendships and family interactions continual exposure to stressful situations like caring for an ill family member working long hours or witnessing upsetting news related to politics and school safety can lead to the stress condition burnout however isn't always easy to spot so with that in mind healthline put together this guide and so burnout actually was originally coined by the psychologist Herbert Frodenberger back in the 1970s. Essentially, it's a severe stress condition that leads to severe physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion. So I really want to make the distinction that burnout is a lot more serious than just standard ordinary fatigue. It makes it challenging for people to cope with stress and to handle day-to-day responsibilities. 
and people who are often experiencing burnout feel like they have nothing left to give and may dread getting out of bed each morning. They may even adopt a pessimistic outlook towards life and feel hopeless. One thing to note is that burnout doesn't go away on its own, and if it's left untreated, it can lead to serious physical and psychological illnesses such as depression, heart disease, and even diabetes. And so, when we're thinking about burnout, this article also talks about who gets burnout. So what I really like about why this article mentions that it's not just a workplace thing, although workplaces are often sometimes the sites of potential burnout, and it's one of the more easier identifiable factors that can cause burnout it is usually a combination of multiple different factors right so let's say that you're experiencing a something that is starting off at the workplace let's say that work is becoming really stressful it's a particularly busy month for you all you all have to reach certain deadlines and goals and you feel that maybe with the recent hiring freeze and the recession, it's really, really stressful, right? There's not really, you can't really rely on your team as much as possible, or maybe you're just starting to feel like it's a lot, it gets exhausting. But on top of that, unfortunately, not everybody has the luxury to just unplug right after work, right? Sometimes you might have children that you need to take care of, you have family members, other outside issues, just personal things you're going through. And as a result, it can be really, 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 really isolating when you're dealing with burnout right because it can also be very frustrating oftentimes when you're experiencing burnout there really isn't an outlet for you to express these concerns and so some of these signs include exhaustion isolation you may even have escape fantasies right so i think what lynchy mentioned earlier too is that when she noticed that she was experiencing burnout that she tends to impulse shop and to maybe even do a form of retail therapy because that is her way of kind of coping with that. You may also be experiencing that you're getting a lot more irritable than usual and you might even feel yourself getting physically or even mentally sick. And that's the one thing that's really dangerous about leaving burnout untreated. I think that's the thing too that this article also covers is that according to Healthline, there are 12 stages of burnout. And so I'm going to go through what they state are the 12 stages. I am not a professional, so I recommend, as always, that you do your own research. I have linked all these sources that I have included, so feel free to check that out on your own. What are the 12 stages of burnout? So Healthline says excessive driver ambition, pushing yourself to work harder, neglecting personal care and needs, displacement of conflict, no time for non-work related needs, denial, withdrawal, behavioral changes, depersonalization, inner emptiness, depression, mental or physical exhaustion or collapse. So unlike the cold or flu, burnout doesn't hit all at once. And so all the signs that I've listed are what psychologists like Herbert Frodenberger and Gail North have outlined. And so these things are really, really crucial, right? You don't necessarily need to have all 12 signs right in order to be experiencing some level of burnout but one thing that they note is that burnout doesn't just come all at once it may hit you when you don't even realize it right it is something that is gradual and i think it's something that's done over time right and i think what they also note is that people who have a tendency to be maybe more perfectionist tendencies or more control tendencies tend to deal with burnout a lot more often and this might be due to feeling like they don't have a control in their situation right and this also might be with 
poor emotional regulation as well as poor stress management. Now, when I say these things, I don't mean to demonize people who are going through burnout. I really think that unfortunately burnout is a lot more common and it is something that should be more talked about, especially because it is a serious thing, right? I think you cannot avoid stress, right? But I think that burnout is something that you can definitely work towards managing. And I think that Healthline outlines some of the ways that you can do so. They list that, of course, you know, by eating a balanced diet, practicing good sleep habits, exercise, that kind of stuff, right? And I don't want to downplay that too. I also think that, you know, reaching out for support is really important. And so they also outline that talking to community, whether that's your friends or family members. And one thing that I really like that they emphasize is that before jumping into offering solutions, they say that listening and validating feelings and concerns is one of the most important things to do when someone is experiencing burnout. I think oftentimes, and I do it myself, I tend to default to wanting to offer solutions as a way to support someone. But I find that even for myself when I'm going through things, that can be really tough to hear because sometimes you don't necessarily want a solution because you just kind of really want someone to listen to you and to validate you right and i think that's just as equally important as brainstorming a solution right i also think that something as simple as acts of service kind gestures this is what healthline talks about too can really make the difference between feeling alone and feeling isolated and actually getting the support that you need and so I also want to talk about, there's another article on Healthline that talks about burnout recovery, 11 strategies to help you reset. So this was written by Crystal and medically reviewed by Deborah. And they just talk about, they more so emphasize the signs and then they immediately identify some immediate changes that you can make. And so this can kind of include, so this depends on the person, right? So I think what's important is that if you can, maybe try to think of where some of the sources of your stressors are. And I understand at the end of the day, while you can't fully avoid stress, you can definitely mitigate some of the impacts. And when you feel like you're not in control, that gets you stressed out. Trust me, I am the number one poster child of this mentality. But I think that on the flip end, you can definitely maybe try to work towards adopting the mindset that it is out of your control. And thus, as a result, it is nothing for you to necessarily stress out about because there is nothing that can be done. I think as a perfectionist and as someone who is very, very detail oriented, while that is a great thing, I think it can also be a deterrent sometimes when you are constantly obsessed with being in control of everything. And so as a result, when you notice that you might be putting a lot of time and energy but you're not getting that return back i think it's always good to take a step back and maybe look at the bigger picture what can i do to lighten my load what can i do to maybe ask other folks around me for support in what are ways that they can help me help myself in supporting this and i think one of the things too is that boundaries is something that almost always will support you in addressing burnout. However, establishing boundaries, as I mentioned, and you can go ahead and watch my episode for that, shameless plug, but one of the things about establishing boundaries is that it's also really tough, right? But I think that it is 
ultimately a good practice to get in the habit of because of course while you're doing it for the first time it's gonna be difficult but the more and more that you do it the more easier it becomes and at the end of the day you have to remember that you're putting yourself first and i think that that is one of the toughest things that you can do but it is one of the most necessary things that you can do not only when addressing burnout just for your own mental sanity as well because if you let those around you help you that's also going to help them as well in turn right let's say that maybe you deal with people pleasing tendencies i think this is super common for folks who are experiencing burnout right you want to help those around you and i'm sure that they appreciate that but the folks that you're supporting i would hope arguably also want you to support yourself in that moment and so if you're running on low trying to help them you're doing a disservice not only to yourself but maybe potentially to them as well right but at the end of the day i think it's really important to center yourself in these conversations while it is good to reach out to community and get their support you also have to remember that at the end of the day you're the one who's dealing with all of these things at once and so it is important to give yourself options and don't let yourself feel trapped i understand when you're dealing with burnout it feels like you're feeling like stuck it's dread right dread is such an important feeling and thing to note because dread refers to a constant state right you're you almost feel like you're stuck and i think the one thing that is really really important about that is that knowing that you're not stuck right i think it's it's tough to like reach that point and i definitely don't want to minimize the just how difficult it is to recognize burnout like like i said right because it is so gradual and and while it's taken a long time it might hit you all at once right i think that's where i want to like slightly push back against the article where they say that it takes a long time to show up while that can be true when burnout actually hits and when you realize it it can be so overwhelming one of the ways right that the article like outlines suggests it is that while prioritizing like basic hygiene and self-care is important and it's crucial sometimes you don't have the energy to do that and so i think the easiest thing that you can do that maybe is more immediate is to just slow down when you're also dealing with burnout it's like two ways to respond i think there are avoidance coping mechanisms and there's also people who tend to bury themselves even more into their work and I will try to address it in both ways, but for folks who tend to have avoidance coping mechanisms, i.e. myself, one of the things that I've noticed as to what can be really helpful is reaching out and asking for help. I know that it seems like a very scary concept, but I think that doing that as well as saying no is one of the most best things that you can do to set yourself up for success. I think for the folks who have a tendency to say yes to everything and bury themselves more into work almost as a way to avoid addressing the feelings of burnout, I think another one thing you can do too is also saying no and stepping back and asking for help. I think in both cases, it's clear that there are both two extremes, right? One is just avoiding and dropping everything and almost shutting down, and the other is going like going 100% into it giving 110% and trying to give everything to just avoid addressing the actual feelings of burnout 
And so obviously the best case scenario in addressing that is that you want to make sure that you're in the center, right? That you're not necessarily avoiding things, but you're also not trying to take on everything at once. I think oftentimes people tend to invalidate their feelings and almost try to rationalize why they're feeling a certain type of way. And and that can lead to self-blame, being overly critical, being resentful, being irritated. And ultimately, it leads to you not communicating and not speaking out because it's like, why do I feel this way? Oh, it's just natural stress or like I have to deal with it myself when actually, no, you don't. I think, right, you have a team and hopefully you have a community of those people that you trust, whether that's within work, whether that's outside of work, right? That I think opening up about these conversations are a way that not only will benefit you, but will benefit your community as well. Because you'll find that burnout is a lot more common than you'll realize. And of course, I think with the rise of social media, it's becoming a buzzword. But I really think that it's still just as important to have these conversations as a whole. With the topic of burnout, I definitely know that it is definitely a intense topic, but I do think that it is a necessary one. And unfortunately, I think it is a relatable one, right? I think that more and more we're realizing that there are not very adequate practices, not only within the workplace, unfortunately, but also just within society as a whole that really directly addresses this. And so... I think I just really want to use this space to hopefully encourage you all to just put yourself first and to get the help that you need. Again, there's no shame in seeking a therapist, seeking counseling. I understand that it is expensive and that, you know, it's not always the most accessible option. But I do think that if you're considering it, I really would highly encourage you to make that first phone call. I understand that as cliche as it sounds, I know the first step is the most hardest, but I do think that it is necessary, especially because what I really want to now dive into is mental breakdowns or what's also alternatively known as a nervous breakdown. Again, please feel free to do your own research. I am by no means speaking of this uh, from a place of expertise. I am still learning myself and I am growing in many ways. And so I definitely, while I do hope that you take away some things like practicing self-compassion and being there for yourself when it comes to other more serious topics, please, please, please do your own research before deciding to commit to anything. With that being said, I want to kind of segue a little bit into essentially what untreated burnout can lead to and i want to give a content warning as i will be talking about depression anxiety suicidal ideation and essentially what mental breakdowns are so i believe mental breakdowns are i am more familiar with the term nervous breakdown however i do apologize if it is not accurate so please let me know you know i'm not too sure because it looks like there's a couple of back and forth when it comes to what it is officially known as but i feel like generally people have a understanding of what a break breaking down is right but i think that i want to really talk about what a mental breakdown is or what a nervous breakdown is and so i am looking at this website called futures recovery healthcare and this blog was published in 2021 and so what they said is that 
One type of serious mental health issue often requiring immediate attention is a mental breakdown. A mental breakdown, so they say that was previously called a nervous breakdown by some, describes a period of intense mental distress with the inability or severely decreased ability to function in daily life. So from time to time, just about everyone has felt overwhelmed. Stressors from daily life as well as acute stressors can lead to feelings of anxiety, sadness, and the inability to cope. However, having a mental breakdown is feeling overwhelmed, anxious, and unable to cope to a different extreme. So the article goes on to state that mental breakdowns commonly follow some sort of trigger or triggers. Usually there was already a high level of stress, i.e. burnout, coupled with unhealthy coping mechanisms in place already. Then an acute stress trigger occurs and a mental breakdown ensues. What I really want to speak on is that I am by no means shaming people for having mental breakdowns. If anything, I think it is a reflection of the failures of not only society, but the systems as a whole in order to adequately destigmatize mental health treatment. But I want to get that out of the way because I really think that there's already so much stigma and already so much blame going on and shaming going on that I don't want to further exasperate that by saying that it's someone's fault for not getting help or xyz i'd rather just want to shed light about how important it is to address burnout when it is occurring before it can potentially lead to a mental breakdown one of the most common triggers for a mental breakdown is work-related stress and so this is not a coincidence right just as i mentioned that while burnout is not only related to the workplace, it is most commonly occurred and identified with workplace stressors. There's also, you know, sometimes there's a case where there are underlying mental health issues that are occurring at the same time, which can often lead to or contribute to the mental breakdown as well. And so folks who are already dealing with anxiety, such as panic disorder, generalized anxiety, or even social anxiety, may be more prone to having a mental breakdown. There are also folks who may be dealing with substance abuse issues or are also just under a lot of stress outside of just workplace related stress, right? Usually, like I said, just like similar to burnout, it is a combination of different factors, right? One of the things that's really important to note that when you're going through or having a mental breakdown, it is crucial for you to get help right away, right? I think when with burnout, it's easy to forget and overlook and just want to treat it later. But sometimes the potential consequences of waiting too long is that this may lead to a emergency scenario where you may feel that you have nowhere to go and nowhere to turn. Hence, you know, you might be breaking down and so this article also talks about the early warning signs of a mental breakdown usually all of the stuff that i highlighted earlier when it came to symptoms of burnout also overlap when it comes to early warning signs of a mental breakdown so i feel like what i really also want to highlight that this article touches upon is that when people think about concentration procrastination or focusing issues they don't usually think of that as a mental breakdown, right? That's why I really think it's kind of interesting that this article states that early warning signs of a mental breakdown is feeling or appearing lazy. And I think that that is a really interesting point to include. People have a tendency to blame themselves, right? Or they have a tendency to think that 
they are the root cause and they are the reason why things are happening right i think that this might be just a reflection of how we were raised but i also think this is a reflection of wanting to be in control of everything and so as a result it is really easy to feel like you are like it's your fault right that you're just procrastinating because you're lazy right or that you're just not focusing because you don't want to do the work right all those things can you know be a factor of that but i really want to veer away from just the whole shaming yourself or trying to draw conclusions where it might just be a symbol of a larger issue what i also want to highlight is that there's not just mental health issues or emotional signs that you're dealing with a mental breakdown or even burnout right there are physical symptoms and some of those physical symptoms include gastrointestinal issues extreme fatigue muscle tightness or soreness headaches migraines nausea dizziness racing heart heart palpitations excessive sweating back pain you name it also people have a tendency to mistake mental breakdowns as panic attacks or anxiety attacks and while there may be some overlap in some of the symptoms what you want to take into consideration is that a nervous breakdown really so this article highlights that includes the inability or severely decreased ability to function at daily tasks i really want to emphasize that portion too because when people are talking about burnout too not only are you some people have a tendency although more at times often than not that they'll start to disassociate right and they'll start to not want to be as involved in their work and so when you'll notice extreme patterns that are very very different from what the routine is so this includes being absent to work or school missing appointments poor or decreased performance at school or work or isolation poor hygiene or self-care all of these are larger signs of a nervous breakdown right these could be overlapping symptoms of again anxiety and depression but usually when they're exasperated this is signs that you know burnout has been left untreated for so long that your body is now responding to that and so what does this all mean right is this something that can be treated oh my gosh like what do i do and absolutely right i bring this up not to scare people or to tell people what to do necessarily right i bring this up to just highlight unfortunately the not only reality of how common this is but to potentially just try to destigmatize mental health as a whole and just mental health issues burnout is real mental breakdowns are real right and instead of blaming the people for not doing quote-unquote xyz i'm just more so hoping that what people can get out of this is that one to just try to be a little bit more not only compassionate but patient with yourself and to give yourself grace when it comes to dealing with these things right i think again ways to treat this include seeking therapy getting med medication getting educational resources reaching out to your community lifestyle changes small little things can really mean the world to you i think when you're in this perpetual state of burnout and just in this constant state of stress you may not even realize it until it's gotten so bad but when you're in that dark place right 
I don't want you to continue to beat yourself up or to shame yourself for being in that place. What I really hope is that when people maybe have feel like they've hit rock bottom, they can realize that it's okay to just start moving towards letting go of some of those stressors by doing small little things that bring them joy. And even if right now, right, like what Amy mentioned earlier too, is that sometimes when you're experiencing burnout, the things that used to bring you joy no longer bring you joy. And I can understand that while that is definitely tough to deal with, I think it's still good to practice some of those things because at the end of the day, just like what feelings come and go, burnout is not a forever state. I don't want people to think that mental breakdowns or burnout is a constant state of being and that this is something that you're just going to be stuck with for the rest of your life. I definitely don't want to portray it like that at all. It's quite the opposite. There are ways for you to get help without blaming yourself or without stigmatizing that and it's never too late to get help. I really want to emphasize that it is never ever ever too late to reach out and to ask for help and again honestly the sooner that you start obviously the better but at the end of the day you deserve to get help and reach out and ask for support and so i definitely want to emphasize and highlight that i think healthline also talks about other ways to address and deal with mental or, or nervous breakdowns and so i've linked an article in there kind of just going over so yeah, I basically, just to recap, when I'm talking about burnout and nervous breakdowns, I ultimately hope that you all feel maybe hopefully just more comfortable just having these open conversations with your peers or with your community. Of course, in a safe space, I'd, I of course don't want you to feel like you're unable to talk about these things without being stigmatized. But I really recommend reaching out to your own community, people that you trust, people that you feel safe with, and people that won't judge you, and honestly, people that will listen to you to talk about your concerns. Because for me, at least, not only when I recognized that I was dealing with burnout, but talking to my therapist and talking to some of my friends has really made a world of difference when it comes to addressing how I've been feeling. I just really wanted to share that with you all and hopefully shed more light onto this topic because at the end of the day it's unfortunate how common it is and i just really don't want folks to feel like they're alone right and that there's no way out for them please y'all try to take care of yourselves i know it's not easy and i know choosing yourself is not easy at all but little steps mean a lot and little waves of progress are not nothing and of course progress is not a linear journey so Whatever you decide to do in that moment, please, 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 no matter what, try to put yourself first. We have reached the end of this week's podcast episode. I hope you all have enjoyed it. And if you do, please consider liking, following, and sharing this as it is much appreciated. If you have any topic ideas or suggestions, please feel free to email me at a general good time podcast at gmail.com as I check that regularly and would love to hear your thoughts. You can also direct message me on Instagram at a general good time podcast. We're also live on Twitter and TikTok. So Twitter at AGGT podcast and TikTok at a general good time podcast. So please check out and show us some love there. Until next time, I hope you all have had a good time and a great rest of your week.